This is a church building. A church building. A church building. But I want us to take a moment to remember. This is not the church. Not. My fellow Northeastern Pennsylvanians, it's now been over two months since things became very unusual in our country because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It also marks episode 10 of our very special broadcast, For NEPA Live. You may be bored, you may be lonely, you may be tired of Zoom meetings, you may be confused by your schoolwork, you may have stopped skipping ads on YouTube because you're afraid you're gonna run out of videos. But I can assure you, we are all in this together. We now have about a dozen churches and other organizations representing different denominations and different communities in our region working together to serve the students of NEPA. Things may be crazy town banana pants out there, but you can count on us to continue to thrive even under these perplexing circumstances. I'd like to welcome every student tuning in, every child that happens to be in the room, and every adult tuning in on Facebook Live. Thank you for joining our broadcast this evening. I'd like to take some questions at this time. Go ahead. Yes, yes, my hat. Um, it's because I, like many, am in desperate need of a haircut right now. Um, so the quarantine is progressing, and while others' hair gets longer, mine gets higher. Next question. Yes, that being said, there are very few people that can actually give themselves a decent haircut. So chances are, no, you are not one of those people. Next question. No, we absolutely do not plan on making TikTok dances a part of Fornipa Live. Uh, we promise not to put you through that. Next question. Yes, I understand it can be difficult to breathe through a mask, um, but no, we do not recommend that you cut a hole in it to make it easier to breathe. Next question. Yes, yes, it does seem like toilet paper is returning to the shelves slowly, uh, but it is likely that your brand is still out of stock, so our thoughts and prayers are with you. Next question. Sure, while we do not believe this is a plague, after two months, we are more open to the idea. Next question. Yes, we understand the impulse to try and place blame in these difficult times. But no, we do not think that this is punishment for the last two seasons of The Office. Or for the Tiger King documentary. Or for the many things you said you would do if you had more time, but haven't done. Next question. Yes, thank you for asking that question. I would like to issue a pardon for the students of Northeastern PA for their crimes against student ministry. One count of requiring too much coercion to submit rock, paper, scissors videos. 
one count of not wanting to sing the VeggieTales theme song, and one count of not getting enough followers on Instagram to shave Wayne's beard. You are hereby pardoned for these injustices. I would also like to take this opportunity to address the events surrounding the popular For Nipa segment, Worship While You Wash. I will also be issuing a pardon for myself for the manipulation of timers to make it fit better with the bit. Um, I think it's important that we all show ourselves a little extra grace in these difficult times. Thank you so much for joining the State of the Youth Address tonight and for joining episode 10 of For Nipa Live. And remember, keep it classy and keep attending your youth group's Zoom calls. Please don't make me do another Zoom call. Man, this evening is all full of good news, man. For Narnia! I'm not really For sure. For cutting up to just holes here! <laughs> well, this, this evening, one of the things I was super stoked about was cutting Pastor DJ's hair. And mm. I'm trying to figure out, how, how do I do this with social distancing? So mm. I brought is... a couple tools that... I, I think mine's the best, I, social distancing. I'm a little, I'm real, little afraid of that one. So, like, I'm good with the chainsaw, but I'm not that good. So... Oh, I think we're going to have blood. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That, all right, that rules that one out. That rules that one out. We're going to have to come up with some other thing in order to do some social distance haircutting, but uh, we'll probably have to get on with the show a little bit here so that we don't cause more blood this, on the is stage. This, is this skin? Uh, probably. Skin? I don't, or a little bit of eh, hair. I, don't I, know. Didn't, I didn't get any skin. Yeah, that's because I'm staying away from you. I'm definitely social distancing <laughs> with that. So... What? Need the stream team. Hey guys, uh, I am a little scared of what's going on the stage right now. And so we're going to come up here and meet the stream team. We have saved the best for last here on Meet the Stream Team. We've got the guy who really makes it all happen in the background here, and that is Mark Malakavich. Mark, welcome to Meet the Stream Team. Oh, thank you, Tim. Thank you. Well, we are glad to uh, be able to find out a little bit more about you. Uh, it has, though, we have to warn our uh, viewers, been a rough night for you, hasn't it? It has indeed. So tell us what's up. Well, as the tech director, I specialize in caffeine, chaos, and all of the problems. That's it. That's all we get. That's it. Okay. Well, it has been a, a little tense tonight, although, amazingly enough, we hit that 630 mark instead of, in spite of some major problems. God is good. And that's all you've got. That's all I got. All right. Well, and, and we're going to have great helpers, too. <laughs> we good do team. have a lot of good teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I want to find out about you as a person, though. You uh, have come to tech, um, I don't know, you've been doing it for a while. As long as I can remember. Okay. Uh, but you have a family as well. I, that's what I hear. Don't see them much? Not much. Okay. So if you were to see them, who would they be? Uh, it would be my wife, Leanne, and well, actually, I do get to see my oldest daughter, Joy, because she's part of the stream team. We already met her, mm -hmm. and uh, my youngest, Hope. All right. Well, that is fantastic. We really appreciate all the work that you do on the stream team because it is without uh, a doubt a difficult job, but you guys have made it look easy, and for that, we say a big thank you. I'm so glad I could be part of this. This is phenomenal. 
It is. It's been great to be able to meet our stream team. And uh, we actually have a new guy on the stream team tonight uh, running one of the cameras. And we, we may pull him in at yeah. some point, too. Yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we're going to start with a word of prayer. And so as we do that, uh, we ask you to join us in prayer. Bow your heads and close your eyes and let's pray. Dear God, I just want to come to you today and pray for all the doctors and the nurses and keep them safe. And I pray for all the students that are struggling, struggling right now through this coronavirus. I pray for all the countries who don't have the resources or materials to survive throughout the, this coronavirus and I just pray for protection and healing for for everyone in the world in Jesus name Amen I want to encourage you this it, it's it might be a little weird the way that worship happens you know usually when you're in the church building it makes so much sense we're all worshiping together but at this point you may be alone in your bedroom or watching with your family in the living room wherever setting you're looking at but i want to encourage you to take this time to spend it with jesus and and if you are in the room with other people i'd encourage you to all of you in the room together pursue jesus in this time we're just going to sing a couple quick songs and uh, give god some glory Tremble, Jesus, Jesus. 
death could not hold you the veil tore before you to silence the boast of sin and grave the heavens are roaring the praise of your glory for you are raised to life again you have no And look forward to uh, coming over here to the couch in just a few minutes for a little Q&R after the teaching. So make sure if you've got questions as the teaching progresses, uh, type them in right away there on the YouTube or on the Facebook chat so that we can be ready with those questions. You know, we're also glad tonight to, to be welcoming back a little worship while you wash. Things are perfectly normal on this week's Worship While You Wash. Worship While You Wash. I only want to sing if I sing with everything. If I sing for you, my King. Oh, I can't imagine why I would do this all for high For it's all to lift you high Yeah Well, that's all for today on Worship While You Wash Worship While You Wash following are true stories about atypical families. Identities have been hidden to protect the innocent. But not too specific, I have a few of those. He's a, a macho kind of kid. He doesn't like to show weakness, doesn't like to be, doesn't like to lose. He walked into the living room one day kind of flatulated in my direction 
I made a joke and I said, hey, maybe you should check your pants. And then he waddled away. I, uh, I'm not really sure how to say this, but, uh, you know, I, one of my sets of parents, uh, you think we come from a normal family, but the pickup line that my, my dad used for my mom was, hey, you know, we're not really related. I guess that's what you get when you grow up in Pennsylvania. All right, so um, you can't see me. My voice, my voice is definitely disguised, right? Because it's super, you know, hard for me to share. So growing up, uh, my my mom and my uncle they they had an argument, a disagreement when I was really young, and nobody even remembers what it was really about. But it just turned into this big thing, and and so I never really had a relationship with my uncle uh, growing up until until later in, in life, and and so. Uh, really. Uh, no, oh, this is so awkward. Um, so I, I'll finish. I'll finish while I'm here. Uh, anyway, so uh, growing up, my my uncle and my mom they had that disagreement and that fight years ago. Uh, and again, nobody really remembers exactly why or what it was about. We just know that it, it turned into them not speaking to each other, brother and sister divided and, and not even communicating, uh, let alone having relationships with their uh, nieces and nephews. And, and so with that came uh, just the absence of a relationship that, that I didn't have with my uncle. And, and so really uh, it, it turned into this thing where until something happened in my uncle's life uh, that drove them having a relationship uh, once again with each other, being brother and sister, being, uh, you know, the, that relationship. My uncle went through a, a nasty divorce, um, and, and my mom uh, having, being able to set aside the differences that they had years ago and the argument that they had, again, what it was about, none of us know or, or care uh, to this day, but we're just so glad that the hatchet has been buried and, and that that wasn't the end of their story. And, and so that it was, you know, just being able to uh, move on and, and forgive uh, each other. And so now I have a great relationship uh, with my uncle and with my cousins. Uh, I, I always had a relationship with my cousins, but me and my uncle are really good now uh, and we hunt together and it's a really, really awesome thing. So now that you know a little bit about my family, we're in this series called Atypical, you know, and last week we, we saw uh, with Adam and Eve, we were introduced to the first family in scripture. And, and so we saw that, that within that family, there was, there was disobedience, there was sin, there was mistakes, and that's common in, in every single family on this earth. There's going to be dis disobedience, there's going to be sin. So I want you to think about your family now. Uh, and, and so now you know a little bit about mine. What's your family like? What, what is your family like? Is, is it uh, what you would think is normal or is considered normal? Because uh, for me, I always had a tendency growing up of wishing my family was maybe a little bit like some of my friends' families. But here's the thing that I want you to understand tonight as we start week two of Atypical, is that no matter what kind of family you come from, no family is typical. No family. No family's typical. 
See, uh, we want to understand that God can and will and, and does desire to use each and every single family for his glory and to write the story that he has for each of our lives. So last week we said there's no family that's too simple or too complex for God to use. And see, at, at some point, any family is going to experience some difficulties. Any family is going to come into uh, consequences, con confrontations, conflicts, they're gonna have these things occur within them. And, and much like my uncle and my mother, their disagreement and their argument and their fight, there's a family uh, in the Bible that I want us to look at tonight, and it's found in Genesis chapter 13, and, and it's really, you would know him as Abraham, but at this time, his name hadn't been changed by the Lord yet, and it's, he's still going by Abram, so Abraham, but, but Abram, uh, and he had a cousin named Lot, and their relationship was pretty good, uh, you know, going forward for the most part, but at one point, it went sour. So let me read to you real quick, Genesis 13, 1 to 13. It says, So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all they owned. Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From Negev, he continued traveling by stages towards Bethel, and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai and where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had built the altar and where he had worshiped the Lord again. Lot was traveling with Abram and had also become wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. They were depleting the land. They were, they were using up the resources uh, of the earth in the area that they were gathered in. So because of this, disputes broke out and dispute, it's just a nice, nice word for saying fight, argument, um, you know, maybe fisticuffs for anybody who knows what that means. But uh, so disputes broke out between uh, the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. And at that time, the Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in that land. And finally, Abram said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. So the rest of the, of the passage goes on to talk about how, how Abraham and Lot, they separated. Uh, Lot went and settled in an area near and, and which would be later known as uh, in Scripture in a couple chapters that we'll be looking at later is called, is called Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where he settles in the plains there, and, and Abram goes a different direction. But because of this conflict, because of this fight, it got so bad that they decided, you know, we just need to get away from each other. We just need to move. And actually, that's kind of what happened with my mom and uncle. Uh, my, my uncle ended up moving three hours north. Uh, you know, it wasn't just because of the, the argument with my mom, but also just to pursue other, other things uh, in life and become a dairy farmer. But at the same time, they did not get along so much that it was better that they would be apart and separated. That's what they had decided. And uh, like I said, years later, like recently, probably within the last three to four years, it's been amazing to see what God has done in both my mom and my uncle's life by using something horrible in my, my uncle's life, a, a divorce, a, a, a family split, something that broke up a family, but used that to restore the relationship between my mom and my uncle. And it's been amazing to watch. Uh, so again, similarly to my mom and uncle, finally being able to work these things out, Lot and Abram, the story didn't end with them being separated. And uh, I'm going to let Denise take over here and uh, fill you in on the rest of what happened. Denise Warner here. Let's talk about atypical families. 
So there's Abraham and Lot. Uncle Abraham, nephew Lot. Typical family, just like yours. They also had a long history of arguments. So huge were those arguments that they actually had to move to entirely different cities. In Genesis 18, the Lord tells Abraham that he, the Lord, is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah was Lot's hometown. So Abraham, Uncle Abraham, in spite of that history of arguments that he had with Lot, proceeds to ask God to spare the city. In Genesis 18, Abraham approaches the Lord and says, Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you still sweep it away and not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why, you would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? Wow. So the Lord says, okay, I won't destroy the city for the sake of 50. Abraham doesn't stop there. He keeps going. And he says, well, what about 45 people? Then 40, then 30, then 20, and then 10. And the Lord says, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. Abraham pleaded with God on Lot's behalf. Because of that, well, let's see what happens in Genesis 19. Abraham gets up early in the morning, looks across the plain, that place where he had been with the Lord. He sees Sodom and Gomorrah, and he watches as columns of smoke rise from the cities like smoke from a furnace. God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. Wow. Sounds like Abraham chose to do something atypical. He was looking out for Lot. What about your family? Would you do something like that for someone in your family? I mean, would you like to see God do amazing things in your family? You may need to be the first in your family to take action. Usually, if we're in an argument with somebody in our family, we fight back, right? I mean, that's natural. We, uh, we hold a grudge, we slam a door, or there's the ever-popular silent treatment. Abraham didn't do that. He did the atypical thing. He had a conversation, otherwise known for us as a prayer, with the Lord about Lot. Abraham didn't wait for Lot to apologize. He made the first move. Doesn't seem fair, does it? When you look back in scripture, it appears that Lot does a really good job of looking out for himself. In Genesis 13, way back before what we just read, Abraham and Lot's wealth grew. It grew so much they needed to separate because the land couldn't support them and all of their, well, their stuff. In verse 10, Lot took a long look at the land in front of them, and he chose the land that was well-watered and beautiful. Basically, he picked the best land for himself. Then, in Genesis 14, war breaks out in the area, and Lot and everything that he owns is captured. Well, Uncle Abraham finds out, mobilizes 318 of his trained men, pursues the army that captured Lot, he attacks them, rescues Lot and his possessions. The fact that Abraham prayed for Lot in Genesis 18 may seem like a simple thing, but in light of all that Lot had done leading up to that, it was a remarkable thing. 
It was the very thing that kept Lot from being completely destroyed. Atypical families pray for each other. Listen, we all have imperfections in our families, just like Abraham and Lot. We have problems, we have struggles. But atypical families invite God into those problems and struggles and imperfections. Prayer is not complicated. Start out by thanking God for your family, even though you may not feel like it in the moment. And then ask God for the qualities of Galatians chapter 5. You know that, those qualities, right? The fruit of the Spirit, we talk about that all the time. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, uh, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Ask God for his wisdom in resolving the conflict and then thank God for his help. Now, think about that argument that you're having with your family right now. Think about how that argument could be completely transformed if instead of immediately fighting back, you stopped and prayed. Do you think maybe that prayer could change your attitude and your perspective, maybe even your anger? Could prayer actually diffuse the fire of anger and arguments? Abraham went to discuss things with the Lord first, even before he resolved the issue with Lot. What if you too decided to go first? As you may have known, there is no way to get a haircut. So yes, Wayne's apparently a good haircutter. I can do it. So yeah, and I think I finally found something that wasn't as like you know, death-defying as yeah, what. That definitely looks better than the chainsaw. Yeah. The only thing is, is when I taped it on, I actually taped the on switch on. So nice. if, if there's a problem, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So um, so how are you feeling about this? You ready to get a little bit lighter? I'm I'm feeling a lot less confident by the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Denise just talked about prayer, so you can just start praying right now. So here we go. I invite all well, atypical well, families to like start Like all atypical praying. families, so here oh we go. Oh, and, uh, oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, oh. you might not believe that this is actually going to happen, oh, but... I believe it. You, I feel it. Holy cow, man. You have got the thickest hair on the planet. Thanks. So uh, I might have to... I might have to... This is going to be a while. Yeah, <laughs> this is... Holy cow. Thing. So this is my quarantine hair. That is your quarantine haircut, man. I cannot believe how, like, and maybe <laughs> it's the fact that I'm six feet away. That might be the hardest, the harder part. It's not pulling your hair or anything, right? Uh, oh, just just a little. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's part of the part of the experience. It's probably know? the duct tape on the end that's pulling yeah. your hair. So it's, fr- <laughs> it's not cutting. You're just pulling it out with the duct. It's tape. just yanking everything out. So, so we'll. Uh, you got a little bit right there. So uh, we'll just keep working our way around here. I'm sure that this is having a whole bunch of questions for question and response time, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. It, so. If you guys got questions more related to the, the teaching than this, definitely drop them in. Um, this, I think this is definitely one of those disclaimers where we say don't try this at home. Yeah, don't try this at home. with a. This is really harder than it looks with a broomstick, but this is so much fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're having fun. Hopefully, hopefully people won't be making fun of you when we're done with this. <laughs> I got my hat here, so I don't know if it's it's right there on the, the mic stand. I noticed to... that you brought a hat, though, with you, so that makes me a little bit, like, 
thinking that you're you're not really confident in my skills. But, but weird. Uh. <laughs> but when was the last time you had your hair cut by oh. a, a six foot away? So From, well, never. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, my mom used to cut our hair, and then I started wearing hats. So <laughs> is that, I think that was just an atypical confession right there. There but, you go. Uh, didn't even think about the it. The worst is when somebody goes, oh, uh, oh. Oh, that sounds amazing right next to my ear. Uh, like don't, a, don't get that on camera. Uh, 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 maybe, uh, maybe some, some Q&R time is, uh, is in, <laughs> in order here. <laughs> well, while Wayne continues to work on the reverse mohawk that we've got going on over uh, in Haircut Central, uh, we're going to take some Q&A. So if you've got something that you want to put in the Q&R on the chat room, uh, make sure you let us know because we would love to answer your questions, uh, questions that don't relate to why he's not using one of the chainsaws or the other things that he brought with him tonight. Uh, actually, Chris, uh, you made reference to your hair, and, and you've got that issue where it you know, grows up. Yeah. Uh, I, I do as well. I have that same thing. Yeah. It just grows up instead of out. Fortunately, my mom uh, cuts my hair, and so she's right there. And what a blessing. It is. I'll it get is. it. It'll go away soon. Yeah, it you, will. It's want, getting there. If you want to have the chainsaw. <laughs> I would, I would sooner have that haircut than, than the chainsaw, actually. Well, well, we've got Chris McNaney here as well as uh, Ben White. I'm Tim Madeira. And we had a question last week that we kind of just had to glaze over because yeah. it came in the last two minutes of our time together. And because there's a two-minute delay from when you see this, you've got to get your questions in right away. But that question was, how do I share Christ with my family, as we've been talking about atypical families, without it seeming weird. Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm glad we're coming back to this because like you said, um, we had, what happened was, Brian said, we have no questions. And then we got like five questions like right instantly. Away, yeah. So let that, let that show that you can just put, get your questions in right now. Don't wait for that prompt. Go ahead and put them in. But uh, we wanted to hit this one again because it was so important. Um, and, and I think we, it came up a little bit last week. I don't know if it was in this context or not, but the idea of fruit. And uh, one of my favorite things in the world, um, I can remember thinking this in high school when I was like called into ministry. One of my favorite things in the world is to help people see that following Jesus doesn't have to be weird, mm -hmm. right? Like being a Christ follower does not have to mean Mean that I'm a weirdo, um, and so so often, you know, culturally that just kind of happens that that association. Um, so it's very important to me um, to to live a life that is that that shows Jesus, and I think that's a big piece of it. Is is like when you live a life, you're gaining that credibility, right? When you're living a life that's like you are following through on promises, you like make good on your word, you you walk the walk and talk the talk, you know, you're not like being hypocritical to some degree, you know, we all make mistakes, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, to, to live a life of integrity and through that fruit, people see Jesus and they see integrity. And when they make that association in your life, I think that's a big deal. Not just like, I think it's important that you tell them the gospel, like tell them about Jesus, um, walk through a live in five or gospel or whatever it is sure. for you. Um, but, but also just living a life where the fruit is there, the fruit of love and joy and peace. And I think that's a one way to do it. Yeah, especially with the people who are living there with you. Uh, man, if you're witnessing to a family member who's right there, yeah. uh, they're going to see you 24-7. Yeah, so they're going to see it flaws and all. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but the thing about Jesus was, and that's the example you're talking about there, is that he was attractive yeah. to people. Mm -hmm. 
And, and that's what we should be as yeah. well, attractive to people. Well, we've got another question. Uh, this one says, my relationship with God is distant and I need his presence. Am I the only one? Hmm. How do I fix it? Can I take this one? Yeah. I'm definitely going to say um, in this unique circumstance, students kind of think sometimes I'm alone in this. I go to my school. I walk in. I'm the only Christian. I walk into youth group, and yeah, I'm around Christians, and then I leave. Yeah. But you guys aren't the only ones. So many, um, so many students feel that way. And that's what's so unique about keeping a relationship, seeing those guys on Wednesday, seeing them throughout the week, even in being in our word. And that's what it comes down to it. Your relationship, I mean, a youth group was a couple years ago for me, but you think in the moment when you hit a hard circumstance, like in school, you're man, like you're surrounded by all these people who don't know, they don't want to go to church. They don't want to be around a Christian. And you're like, you're on fire for Jesus. And they're like, oh yeah. But you're not alone, but no one, you're not alone with these situations. And that's when asking a question like that, you can go in your youth group and that's where you have your team leaders, you have your youth pastor, your head pastor, your families to come around and really support and help build that solid foundation that when you go in those circumstances, you have that support behind you. And that's a big key. Yeah. Believe it or not, youth group was a little go, a little bit ago for me too. Just a couple of years. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think quarantine is a very telling time for this. Yes. Like, I think when you get out of your routine, what happens? Like, what goes back in first? And I think a lot of people are realizing, well, maybe Jesus wasn't a huge priority in my life, as big as I thought, you know, because I was going to church every week. I was sometimes reading my Bible and praying. But then when everything got obliterated, my, my routine got destroyed. Netflix became the first thing I went That's to, right? right? What, what filled your time? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that we should see that as a condemnation, but as an opportunity, right. right? To evaluate and see, well, okay, that's where I actually am with my relationship with Jesus. Now, now to get to work. How do I fix it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the best way to fix it, and you talked about knowing that you've got a team around you. Yes. I think that is important. Uh, the second part is personal, though. Yeah. The second part is I've got to make this my own. Yeah. Uh, when my girls were growing up, we didn't do traditional family devotions. Uh, I, I expected them, I encouraged them to develop their own relationship. Uh, we use Deuteronomy 4, which talks about talking about it in the way, mm. as you rise up, as you lay down. And so every opportunity that we were in was an opportunity for me to encourage them in their faith. But their personal devotion time had to be just that, personal. personal. Well, even talking about personal devos, that's why it's so important because when you're in mom and dad's house, they can say, go upstairs, do your devo. But when they go out and they move out and someday you guys will move out and someday you guys will leave. And what's so key about that is that when they go off to college or they get an apartment, it doesn't just stop. Yeah. Right. It's not mom and dad's foundation. It's your, your. personal foundation. Yeah. And that's what, so what's key. Yeah. And there are so many that don't have that parental cue as well. There's so many watching there like, well, I'm the only one in my family. And uh, that comes with struggles, but it, it comes with advantages too, because you are having to build those muscles yourself. Make it your own. That's right. Now, there was a part of the teaching that Denise kind of uh, hinted at as she wrapped up, and it goes to the next question, and that is, how can we reconcile distant relationships? Hmm. How do we reconcile the person that is far away from us? You mean like 
like I'm relationally the distant. question is relationally that, yeah. that something's come between us and, mm -hmm. and now I need to reconcile that. How do we do that? Yeah, there's a lot of layers there, a lot of different directions that can take. And first, I like to, it may go without saying, but the, you know, the exceptions. For, exceptions isn't the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. Sure. When there's abuse in a relationship, you don't reconcile per se. Exactly. You know? So right. you do that evaluation first. Right. Um, after that, I feel like a lot of times we end up talking about forgiveness in these seats. And, and Denise uh, talked about it as well. Be the one to make the first move. Yeah. Don't wait yeah. for the other person to be the one that comes to you and says, hey, you know, I know we haven't been, you know, make that effort. It's hard for them to keep that wall up if you're tearing it down. Yeah. It yeah, really I just is. had this conversation yesterday with a friend where I was like, well, you know, he had said something that kind of upset me. And, and instead of fighting back, and let me tell you, I wanted to. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm, I'm growing and I'm working on that stuff. And so instead I said, hey, that was, that was inconsiderate of you. <laughs> you know, and it didn't go very well. You know, they did not respond well, but... Uh, they say like you have a bucket of water and a bucket of gasoline with every conflict yes. and you get to choose which bucket, you know, and I felt like in that situation I was throwing water and pretty soon we were, we were past it. The relationship was repaired. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, we've got one more that we're going to do. Actually, we have two more, but I think we're only going to have time for mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, is it okay to bring a person who has a very... Oh, let me try this again. Is it okay to bring a person who has a very small view, uh, small view with God to a youth group or a small relationship, I guess, mm -hmm. with God, uh, just beginning a relationship with God to youth group? Yeah, I think if you are a person in the life of a person who has a new relationship with God, that role is vital. And uh, we were just talking about the team you bring around yourself, the, the friends you surround yourself, and family, if, you know, if they are those people for you. But if not, be a friend that's going to drive people toward Jesus. Mm, amen. I, if I can add on that, yeah. if I'm bringing someone and they have a small relationship and I have a powerful one and like I'm, I'm solid in my walk, not only are they going to be learning from youth group throughout the week when you kind of hit those, when you kind of get beat down a little bit, mm -hmm. they're going to look at me and say, well, they're, they're going to look at the person who's stronger and they're going to say, mm -hmm. wow, you've taken the time to build your relationship strong and they're going to see your fruits and they're going to be able to build off of that. Yeah. So now you're making an impact in their life and you're just doing it through living every day off the foundation that you built. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, we appreciate your questions. Uh, it is so good to be able to answer these questions. And we do have one more that we're going to put off till next week. So we will start next week's Q&R with this question. Uh, right now, though, we're going to have a word of prayer. And then we'll uh, check in and see how things are going over at Haircut Central. Hi, my name is Ajane Kiddings, and I go to Mount Zion Baptist Church, and I represent Living Waters Youth Ministry. And I would like to close out in prayer, so if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the food you put on our tables, the clothes on our backs, and the people that you surround us with. I pray for all the families everywhere, I pray for all who are sick, all who aren't, any who, who are at risk of getting sick. I pray that everyone stays home, stays safe, stays healthy, and that everyone just surrounds themselves with family. I pray that everyone just stays safe and they do what they're supposed to do to help themselves, their families, and their community. And I just pray that everyone has a great day today and that we all sit with our families and take in everything that's, that was said. 
as I pray in Jesus' name, amen. What's up, y'all? I, I don't know. I'm feeling really, really good about this. That side is nearly done. So, Charles, I'm not sure if you can get a picture of that, but that uh, I, I'm feeling real, real good about that. So, uh, uh, so yeah, this side needs a little bit of work, but that side right there, that I mean, I like, I like how it hangs over the ear like that, like the '80s. And uh, Jedi you know, what? I'm I'm starting to feel so good. I think I probably, I think I'm probably ready for the fade. Are you sure you want to go through this? I mean, we're already here. <laughs> well, while I try to figure out the rest of this, uh, it's been awesome to have you guys here with us this week. And then hopefully next week, DJ won't have to wear his hat because uh, of uh, a catastrophic event that might happen between here and there. So, so good to be with you. I've had a blast. Did you have a blast? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might have a blast after he sees the mirror. So thanks so much for watching, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. A little more off Bye. the top here, Wayne. A little more off the top. I'm working, I'm working on it, Tim. I'm working <laughs> on it. I got it. I don't know if we're still going. We're probably still going.